good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whatever time it is of the day that you listen to podcasts. We hope you're having a good un. A good un. A good un is an English way of saying one. Un is one. Having a good one. And what does the one insinuate? What does the one apply to? Just the thing that, you know, your day, the thing. If you're going out, it's, it, that's the one. How's it going, pal? Oh, you have a good one. It's the weekend. Oh, you have a good one. Means everything. Means everything and nothing at the same time, right? Yep. Do you agree? I thought you were going to give me the answer then. No, no. Or uh, maybe it actually means that the government are spying on us from their satellites and chemtrails. Conspiracy what? theories. Electric lines. Electric lines. Who killed Tupac? Elvis is, is still alive. All, all in that there. sort of all, stuff. All in the all, all there, Marilyn Monroe, who killed her, who shot JFK, the Loch Ness Monster, more of a hoax than a conspiracy, Alex Jones. It's all there. It's entertaining. 9-11 conspiracies, 9-11, sad day. Conspiracy theories came from that. Boom. Not boom. I mean, like, boom, as in the other not the Didn't mean anything by it, no offence. But it's what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk a little bit about conspiracy today, some of our favourite conspiracies. Conspiracies. Why can't I say Conspiracies. Conspiracies. You say it too much, it loses. Conspiracies. All meaning. Conspira- conspiracies. Conspiracy theories. You say it too many times, like anything. You know, when you say something too many times, and all meaning goes, you know, is that even a word? What does it even mean? Did I just make that up? Anyway, it's been a mad week since the last time we spoke to these good people. Uh, the election, the US election. Yep. It was, uh, it, was, it was in the air. There was no official winner declared. Um, it was all a bit chaotic. We were kind of worried. It was like, oh no, we want to release the episode. We want to be able to talk about who was president. We were worried that it wouldn't be summed up and tied up into a neat little package. But a week later, we're still kind of, it's still, <laughs> still equally up in the air. Still well, equally, a little less. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden is obviously the, the president elect with uh, Kamal Harris as his uh, vice. And Donald Trump um, reckons there's been some fraud going on. Conspiracy, maybe. Who knows? Um, he reckons there's been some fraud, there's been some voter fraud. Um, his um, his stewards, what do they call them? His watchers. Each party is allowed to have people patrolling the counting to make sure there's nothing untoward going on. And uh, he had people that were denied access to the venues. Uh, there's video footage of this kicking about. So it's kind of Donald Trump seems to think that he's got some grounds for illegal action that's going to stop the proceedings. Everyone's laughing off as silliness. Silliness. Silliness, Donald Trump. Stop, 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 stop being silly. Stop being silly, Donald Trump. So who knows what's going to happen? I think it's over. It's over, man. It's over. Um, but you know what? Al Gore was president for about 20, 30 days and uh, they took it off him. How come? Something to do with accounting. George Bush. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was George, George Bush said, I'm not fucking having this. Yeah, said, I'm not fucking having this. Right, I'm getting sick of this now. Just count properly. Just count properly. And yeah, vote of fraud, apparently. So um, I don't know what, I didn't look into it too much, but also, I saw the headlines, George, uh, Al Gore, Al Gore, remember South Park? Yeah, yeah. Al Gore. Al Salsior. I'm furious. <laughs> I'm through, it's man bear peg. <laughs> it's half man, half bear, and half peg. And everyone will say, Al Gore. Al Gore, I'm so furious. <laughs> no, believe me, I'm thrilled. <laughs> the fucking greatest TV show ever made, South Park. I love it. I love it. Name a better. Well, 
Simpsons? Is Simpsons better than South Park? I don't think time has been kind to the Simpsons now, where no. South Park just keeps rolling. Keeps rolling. It kind of goes up and in, like, I don't like those seasons of South Park where the full series is a one story. Story, like, yeah, yeah. You know, Mr. Garrison um, running for president, which was, it was funny, it had its moments, but it got a bit annoying. Or the one where the Danish were, um, you had the, the troll and troll trace, and Kyle's dad was uh, ripping people on Twitter. And he was like calling people like fat skank and stuff. Skank Hunt 32, his name was Skank Hunt online. And uh, he, he bumped into all those other trolls. He had dildo schwaggings. <laughs> like, and then the Danish were like, we were absolutely fed up of it. And uh, they set him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking sick. It's a good series, but I like I like. I just like it when the kids are just being kids. Like, yeah. Like, like Cartman wants to buy the new fucking game system or some shit. Oh, yeah, the Lord of the Rings DVD where. Yeah, the exactly. Inf- you're exposed to pornographic images without but innocently knowing like innocently knowing it and you think it's Lord of the Rings and yeah gives a whole new meaning yeah they're the kind of series of, of South Park that I like um I've been talking about South Park for a while um yeah but the presidential election it's chaotic um I think Americans are a bit embarrassed by it you know it's just it's fucking you know I mean it is what it is democracy is democracy if the people vote the people if, it, if they investigate then you know, they, they find something, who knows. But it's my feeling that uh, they're, they're going to... Fa- if there has been some voter fraud, a couple of pissed off people who don't like Donald Trump or whatever, throwing votes in the bin, it's not going to be enough to turn the election. You know what I mean? People voting in millions, a couple of people here and there, you know, doing dick moves. You know, it's not it's not going to change shit. So just move on. Move on, people spoken. And that's what democracy is. You vote. And uh, I didn't like Brexit. I didn't vote for Brexit. I didn't like the fact that... Uh, that the nation voted for Brexit, but you know, at the end of the day, it's happened. It's happened. The majority of the people wanted it, and uh, that's what we stand by. That's what we stand by. I stand by this. So you was pro Trump and well, anti exit. I was Brexit. I was, I was saying pro Trump. I, I, I you favour Trump. I favour Trump in that. Yeah. I so favor uh, Trump in that. little lesson: if you are going to back anything, I always back against Sean, and you will. Seemingly Seriously, win. <laughs> I uh, voted against. Uh, I voted against the Tory governments twice. Lost times of one. Um, I think the only time. I mean, I was too young to vote, but I remember wanting Tony Blair to win, and he got into. Uh, he committed some war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was back yeah. against Sean, and uh, chances are, unlike Donald, you will come up Trumps. Hey, I just want to make it clear to the people at home: I'm not like a Trump supporting lunatic. I just... What about them flags behind you? <laughs> what about I make America great hat on that I'm wearing right now? No. Um, I just thought four more years would be better off. The UK specifically as well. Um, Boris, Boris Johnson. Yeah, memes. Boris Johnson doesn't have the best relationship with uh, Biden and Obama. Well, if he has a good relationship with anyone, no one can stand in on But Trump liked him. And, uh, you know, strong ties with America. Is it always good for the UK? Is good for the UK always? Um, you know, we kind of rely on that because we are not the powerhouse we once were, and that's just a fact. So I think now we were a, a, an empire one day uh, at some point, wasn't it? An empire, still a just a small island surrounded by small sea. Small island, small island, and uh, yeah. I wonder if America knows it like the world, like because I mean maybe we're wrong in saying this. But it always comes across that 
you know, America talk about, you know, we're the greatest country in the world. I wonder if they think that the rest of the world agree with that. What with America thinking they're the greatest? Yeah, like, do they think everyone goes, oh, God, America, great. I think I was an American. I think countries probably just learn their own history of what they want it to be perceived as. So, like, we don't really learn African history and the greatness of Africa. No, it's not just, it's it's more like because they, America do all, they, they provide the world with all the media, all the entertainment, you know, the Disney movies, you know, they're translated in different, so you're watching American media all the time and I wonder if because of that they think, like, everyone's kind of goes, God, aren't America, like, aren't America amazing? Because I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to live in America, I wanted nothing more than to live in America. I think I'd still do it now if, like, the right work opportunity came up, but I love England, but the thing, the point I was trying to get to is us English are under no illusion. We know we are hated everywhere we go. We go all over Europe on holidays. We don't bubble in anyone else's language. You know, I say we, I'm talking about British people in general. Uh, get drunk, walk around with fucking pink suntans. Shit off. Kicking off. Every time there's a football match abroad, you know, you're not too far from an England football fan lobbing a plastic deck chair at a water cannon from 30 yards away. Remember when a, there's ever a Euros or a World Cup and you're guaranteed a bunch of like England fans getting pissed up, throwing a fucking a shitty, you know, them, them plastic chairs that everybody has in the garden. Oh, yeah, them yeah, like, barbecue lobbing, chairs. Lobbing one of them at a water cannon. And you always see them like they throw it, and the second it makes contact with the water coming out of the cannon, just, it just pings off a mile in the distance. And, um, and that's, that's the English people. And that's the English people. The good old Brits. We have a, 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 a shit. We don't really offer the world anything in regards to food, do we? Let's be honest. No. What a thought so. Yorkshire puddings. Uh, language is probably the most universal thing we offer. It is. Well, um, it's not, but even then, it's because like the Empire cool. Times, like we're kind of forcing people to learn it. Ignorant like, as fucking well. Fucking learn it. So like, like we're say, not we'll learning to, yours. We'll go to Spain or we'll go to Portugal or whatever or Cyprus, Greece, and and a moan if they're not speaking a language. Seriously, like, what then, the fuck is this guy saying? I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. And then ignorant people will. Hear foreign people speaking broken English, so they are speaking in English. Go, could I fucking over here? Don't even know the language. It's like, but we don't know any language. Yeah, we don't know anyone, mm. any language. That's not me. That's just ignorant, ignorant British people. In general. Got walking around France, going bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Yeah, don't know. Remember when we were in Portugal actually, and uh, we're in a taxi, and I tried to learn some of the basics. Please, thank you. Can I go to the town centre? You know, just some of the, the things that you might need. And I must have done a pretty good job. I remember you were in the back. Um, I must have done a pretty good job of uh, saying, can we go back to wherever the place was we stayed? And the guy like answered me in Portuguese, obviously. And, um, and then he carried on talking. And then he started to laugh. And I started to laugh because in my head, I'm thinking, this guy thinks I know what he's saying. It's a transverse so, conversation. And he's like laughing at what he said. I'm laughing at what he said. And he's carried on his story. And in the short taxi drive, like he never stopped talking. And I was just crying with laughter. I think you guys were laughing in the back. Slapping and knees. And he thought he was like just cracking jokes. And we're all going, ah, 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 ah. Like absolutely like loving his amazing joke. And uh, we got out of the taxi. We said goodbye in Portuguese. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, we said goodbye in Portuguese. Um, and I think... He thought we were having an excellent conversation in Portuguese where in actual fact, I didn't understand the word he was saying. <laughs> so he thought, you know what? These guys aren't like all the other English. They actually learn the language and I respect them. That's uh, and, uh, that's how universal body language is. That's it. You sort of nod, you do one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Universal, the, every, every, the wave. The we wave. end up to, to I mean, hello. There's no, there's no camera on us right now, but you know, sort of 
roll your eyes and shake your head. You know, mm, what's he like? Yeah, what's he like? Like you're walking down the street and he's like a homeless guy, like going mental. And you look at somebody else and they look at you and you both go, mm, oh, bloody people, these problems. People, oh. people with your your housing issues. Get a house. Just buy a house. You don't want to be homeless. Buy a house. If you know, get a job if you can't afford one. That's how simple it is. If you can't afford a house, get a job and buy a house. It's that simple, people. <laughs> uh, we're under no illusions. It's not that simple. Homelessness is a big problem, especially in Manchester. And, uh, well, not just in Manchester, you know, LA, exotic cities. Homelessness is a problem. Be nice to the homeless. Don't walk past one and go, um, oh, they're only going to spend it on drugs. Because if that person is sleeping on the street, it's freezing cold on a fucking windy night, you know, the if that person wants to buy drugs just to make their life just that much more tolerable, uh, what's what's the problem with that? They ain't got a house to go to, chill out, watch Netflix, have a brew. They're in a fucking sleeping bag on a pissy corner. Just mm. having a shit time. Drugs are expensive, so always tip them well. Always tip well. Always at least a pound, I reckon. Like back in there, you could give a homeless person 20p, but you know, the cost of everything else is rising, so it's only right that we should give them a little bit more, a quid. Yeah, palm. Rattle around your pocket. Buy him a sandwich. And a, and a shot of shot of the brown. Brown whiskey or drugs. You're talking drugs, drugs yeah, yeah, drugs. Don't buy him drugs. Let him buy their own drugs. Say that. Imagine getting caught and arrested for buying a homeless person drugs. Someone goes, freeze, mister. And you go, what? And you go, you busted. And you go, I wasn't doing anything. You go, you were buying drugs. That's an officer. And you go, it wasn't for me. It's a homeless man. And he'd turn around and you see the homeless man with his fucking sleeping bag over his shoulder, legging it down the road. You go, what homeless man? I don't want to see a homeless man. You go, there was a homeless man just then. And he goes, yeah, right, get in the car. You kook. Yeah, and then you uh, get sent down for 10 years. All for that one good gesture. I was watching, um, what's it called? 24 Hour and Police. Oh, I posted it last night. And um, these guys, it's like a sophisticated um, drug um, Drug ring, not ring, what's it called? Like a network. Yeah. This guy, he's uh, getting heroin delivered in from overseas. And uh, the police intercepted the heroin. They put cameras in the boxes. And then they just was like, oh, let's see where it goes. So they find it around, you know, rather than seize it, it's like, let it go. So they film all the guys that are picking it out of the box. Spoiler alert, by the way, I'm going to bring the entire episode for you. So they pick out the box and then the police, um, they go and arrest the guys that were taking out the boxes. Um... One of them's got in, what's it called? It's, it's like a special kind of phone you spend a lot of money on, but if it's lots, there's no chance anyone's getting into it or finding out who you're talking to. Oh, yeah. But the phone was left on the side, unlocked. Yeah, so they got it. So the police officer, with his body cam, he was scrolling through it all, you know, getting as much data as he can, and then it locked itself. And um, he's like, that's it. Like, there's no chance you're never going to get in it. Goes up to the guy, goes, what's the password for his phone? Don't know, mate. <laughs> you don't know. No, I don't know. All right, okay. So uh, those guys get locked up. And then um, there's a, it reminded me of the film Mule. They found, there was a, there was a guy everyone was talking to called, um, was it Puma Palace or something? Some sort of silly name like that. Um, Jaguar Palace. It was some, something like that. And um, he was like obviously like the main guy, like top of the top of the pile. And they were tracking this guy for a while, tracking his um, his movements, uh, filming him, stakeouts. Um and when they arrested him, they found out he had a, a dash cam, but his dash cam never stopped recording. So even when the engine was off, it'd record everything. So it 
outside his warehouse, what he owns. Uh, you saw a guy in a black Audi turn up and pull up in. So they, they got this guy. They're like, all right, okay, let's find out who this guy is. Followed him around. Every move that he made was all recorded, even going to his warehouse. The guy just fucked up. Like, he got he must, must have got away with it for years. And his biggest mistake was buying his fucking dash cam that never switched off. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought this dash cam. So there's another guy who was like in his 70s, just clean record, never done anything illegal in his life that we know of. And um, he got like 10 years for smuggling heroin up and down the country. And he had a clean record. They, they arrested him. Like they pulled up on the motorway, blocked the motorway off, arrested him. And he was just in the back of the car, like just, I've oh, fucked up. Like, what's that, mate? I've oh, fucked up. I've oh, fucked up. That's my, my life's over. I've fucked up. So don't admit guilt. Like try and get away with it at least. Yeah. Like I'm not advocating like trying to get away with selling heroin, but you know, if, if you're arrested for a serious crime like that, mate, just shut the fuck up. What? In my car? <laughs> Oh, because I borrowed my car to oh, yeah. Johnson. I left, yeah, I left it in, a, in the garage with the keys on the side, so I don't think that's anything to me. There's a fake back in it, so you only pull your seats forward and it opens up to the boot. Yeah, yeah. What it didn't, it was like a, like a back about 10 inches wide. That you know that. So if you looked in from the boot, you'd just see what looked normal. Yeah, yeah. If you looked in from the back, it would look normal. But um, yeah, there was like a fake back of all the heroin hidden. And uh, the main guy on top of it, he um, normal guy, like just a normal... Like just a middle-aged guy, um, just very sort of modest house, kids. Um, he got arrested. No comment for every single fucking question, but he ended up getting 21 years. 21, that's a long 21 time. 21 years. Tup, tup, Do you tup. feel sorry for a guy like that? Uh, I mean, we feel sorry more for his family. Like, his... Yeah, his kid. It was, I think it was like his kid's birthday as well, the day he got arrested. Mm. And the detective was like, we didn't know it was your kid's birthday. We'd done it on another day. We're not like, like we're not like that. It was nothing personal. But yeah, Lois is watching it. She was like, oh, I feel sorry for him. And I was like, I don't. Like the heroin problem, it's more than just people on heroin. It's houses getting broke into. You know, it's fucking people dying on the streets, people yeah. going homeless. Like it does. Like they get to just like, just they don't get their hands on it. So they don't see what it does to people's lives. Like people get fucking beat up, old ladies get mugged. That's it. There's a place in America where it really hit, and it was it was it LA. Uh, LA was like the crack. There was yeah, it was like a there was a hotspot of heroin as well when it first came, and yeah, people just ODing on like every kind of corner. With, with like the crack pandemic and uh, the the meth problems in America and stuff like a lot of that. Like when you when you sort of dig down to the root of it, it comes from. Um, like prescription drugs, mm. like strong prescription drugs that then become illegal. So they get addicted to strong prescription drugs and they become addicted to them and they can't get off them. And then all of a sudden they're not available anymore. So it's the nearest thing, meth. Yeah. And they start taking meth. So you look at like a lot of those cases, like Luther did a documentary on it, on a city addicted to meth and almost all of them directly related to prescription drugs. Like it was because it was that that was the one where the guy was living in a tent on it in the woods and um he was yeah. kind of scruffy looking and then that girl who, who just like looks. a really pretty girl who obviously must have been quite new to the to the drug and she was just like yeah go have sex with him get a score and then yeah off she pops and obviously that was her way of scoring yeah he was scoring she was scoring don't do drugs drugs are for mugs drugs are for mugs. And mugs are for cups of tea. What's your favourite conspiracy theory? There are um, a lot of them. That I buy into. See, the alien one is obviously always 
Is that really more conspiracy theory? I mean, people say they don't exist. People, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you go back, right? Conspiracy theories are a big one. Like they're a fucking big topic to talk about. I don't think we talk about them enough because we both love a conspiracy theory and all that weird and wonderful shit. And I, I don't buy into most of them, but I do like to go down rabbit holes and uh, just see, you know, just see how bought into it you get to. Um, like you go back as far as the who shot JFK. Like I don't think that was one guy that shot JFK. Like that's one that I buy into. Um, I went down the Pizzagate rabbit hole recently, obviously, because we did a big episode on that. And I came out of it, sort of, I spent the entire time in the rabbit hole, like, yeah, this is all true. You know, there's, you're in that echo chamber. Yeah. Um, and that echo chamber, you kind of like, you just hearing the same shit reverberated. People on your side all agreeing on the same shit. You check out the Facebook groups, you're in the comment sections, you're all agreeing with each other. Then you realize that this like basic human instincts to be liked and accepted is getting tickled by like just going, yeah, I agree with this shit and you should see this shit too. And you share a thing and you get a load of shares, a load of likes and you go, oh, this is fucking amazing. And without actually realizing that's what you're thinking. That's And then you sort of come out of it for a few days and you look back and you go, fucking hell, like what? Like A lot of it I think is true. Like just sort of the trafficking and the, the high up corruption and all that kind of shit and um, the pedophilia in high places. Like I definitely like, because you know, you look at the Catholic church, for instance, you know, it's happened there for, for many years. Yeah. So it must happen. Like what we're saying, politicians are immune to um, being fucking horrible people. You, you know, you look at um, some of the personality traits of politicians um, carry across to serial killers and shit. Like a lot of very, very similar people. So um, they're not immune to doing awful shit. So, you know, you get into that in like Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. You know, you have these communities, these Bigfoot communities of people who meet up and they talk about Bigfoot and they've all got a story. Oh, I saw Bigfoot down <laughs> by the river. And you know, they're all like talking. I'm not to insinuate that uh, people with that accent instantly believe in Bigfoot. But <laughs> it's because they're all together and they're in a community of people. I'll believe, believe the same stuff, and then they'll be telling a story, and like you know, because they have like these meetups, and we go, yeah, I saw Bigfoot. I was just out there camping by the river, and you know, I was fishing. And I saw his creature move, and it just looked at me, and people go, yeah, 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 and it's like, wow, these people, no one's ever stood there and listened to me speak before, but they are now. That's great. I'm gonna keep on. I, I like this. My, I'm, I'm getting rewarded. You know, the back of your brain. You know, you're getting rewarded. Like it's like like an evolutionary thing, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. you're getting reward, reward, reward. And uh, same one, and currently you've got like the flat Earth one, which is my favorite. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites because it carries so like to so many people, it holds so much water. Like the people who believe in flat Earth, they think that they're just like scientifically righteous ones. They think that everybody else is sheep, and all the scientists and educated ones are all liars, and they're all part of this NASA grand scheme to control people. And I don't get why they think. That that's the way to anyone. control people. Social media's already doing a good job of that. Yeah. And and, and it's, yeah, it's like I say, so people will throw like the sheep card out there and go, oh, you're a sheep, you're this, you're that. So it's like, well, I don't want to be a sheep. Yeah. So then I'll say, they'll, like, they'll, they'll try and tie you this negative thing. So you go, no, no, I'm going to be, and I'll say then like flip alliances. But yeah, Flat Earth is just a spare but model. Like I could see maybe from back in the day before we had technology when, yeah. um, all you, all you knew was the horizon. So you're like, okay, just keep going to the horizon, the horizon, the horizon. And I could see why you would maybe think, okay, after that horizon, you're just gonna, there's going to be nothingness. Because yeah. all you can see is 
is it two miles or five miles the horizon? Well, obviously, uh, over time, he's going to keep seeing that just two miles or five, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. ahead of you. So I could see why maybe back before technology, you would think of flat earth, but now with all the technology and the pictures and... Well, there's a, there's a guy called Matt's, Matt Powerhouse, right? And he was like one of the first mainstream guys. He claims to have worked for NASA and he claims that um, he's like, well, it's a NASA document tied in it. So instantly, people who believed in other... Con- like, I watched that. There's a Netflix um, film called... It's a flat earth. Just type it in Netflix. You'll find it. And it follows like a bunch of like the main players in the flat earth thing. Uh, me or some of the YouTube personalities. Yeah. And this guy does like talks and stuff and he's like... Yeah, I used to work for NASA. Like, no one ever asks him. It's like, oh, have you got any proof of this? Like, because he's, I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but this guy's come out now and he's got like a big following. And because he had a, a big following, um, people wanted him to come on shows and stuff and talk about flat Earth, and he refused them. And people within the flat Earth community thought, oh, he's like, he's like a broken artist. You know, he's like, no, I don't do interviews. But in my head, I'm thinking maybe he didn't want to do interviews because he knows someone's going to ask him real questions mm. and that he's going to have to, he's going to have to fucking prove. Because if you come out with something, because science is like. Science is, it's like, it's the, it's a search for truth, isn't it? And then the ends is the truth and the means is science. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's research, it's experimentation, it's, it's conversation. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's trying to find facts, but facts is only fact until it's proven wrong. And scientists know this, good scientists know this. Not that I'm fucking qualified to say what a good or a bad scientist is. And, you know, so a scientist said, this is the thing that we all agree on to be the truth. And then someone else will go, I dispute that, whatever it may be. And then you go, oh, really? What have you got? And they'll go, well, I've got this, 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 and this. And everyone goes, oh, okay. And then that will either split the science community or everybody will go, no. Or everybody will go, yeah, this is the new thing. So then that, that becomes fact. And then the reason I say that is there's proof within this documentary like you're hearing a guy like the people who do experimentation to prove that the earth is flat the they do this experiments and then the results that they're getting aren't quite proving the point and now you can't go into a scientific experiment with bias because if you're going with bias you're going to want one answer to come out of it and then you might disregard the things that disprove the thing that you want to prove to be true so there's this gyro like like a like a, like a gyro the i can't remember the name of the device but it's basically like a, like a gyroscope gyro frame type thing that it moves, so they want to kind of prove that the Earth doesn't spin. So how do we prove that the Earth doesn't spin? You, they have this like this gyro device. It's, I've got it written down somewhere. It's a silly thing that they got some guy to pay five grand for. And uh, so they go, okay, um, if the, we... The money man of the team. The money man. Well, it's just these people with big money follow these flat Earth. There's a guy on Instagram, and he's like, I'll pay someone like half a million if you can prove the Earth is round. Half a million. But the thing is, no matter what you say to the guy, he's going to go, oh, that's fake. That's done by fake scientists. And um, so they, they like to call real scientists fake scientists. So anyway, this guy, he um, it's, it's like it's like a gyroscope type device. And um, he sets it up. And if it moves, then it turns out that the Earth is actually moving. If it stays still, it turns out that the Earth is actually flat and it doesn't move anywhere. It doesn't rotate at all. So this thing, he sets it up and it turns out the results say that it's moved at like 15 degrees per hour and he's like oh you know that wasn't too good so we have to try and test it again meaning that proved him wrong so he needs to go again so they put it in this device to try and block out some of the movement it turns out they got the same result so now they need to save up more money to get it so they can test again and then there's this like flat earth conference that they're all that they all go to 
And um, this guy doesn't know he's being filmed and the cameras pick him up talking to another guy. He's going, yeah, I'm doing a lot of, a lot of experiments trying how to prove us. You know, I'm open to like, you know, show off some of these results. But the results aren't looking too great right now. So, you know, but just keep that between me and you. Like the results, so you, you've proved many, many times that the earth is in fact round. And at the end of the documentary, this guy comes up with this um, scientific experiment. He goes, which is a good experiment. And um, he has three points. So he say like a mile apart. Uh, point A is where he is. Then there's a middle point and then there's an end point. And then there's a hole drilled in all of these points, which mm-hmm. is going to shine a laser through. And if the earth is curved, then the end point should be slightly lower than the start point. But if the Earth is flat, then he should be able to shine his laser through all three because there's no curve and the Earth doesn't go down at any point. So at the very end, the guy's saying, right, if the Earth is flat, then we should see the laser shine because there's like a mirror held up at the other side and the laser should shine back at him because they've hit the hole. On yeah. So it should shine back. And then he does it and he goes, no, that's that strange. It's not shining back. What's going on? And he says before the experiment, if the Earth is round, then the guy on your render will have to hold the mirror up high over his head in order to get that reflection. Because it's dipped. And he goes, no, it's not, it's not worked. And he says to his friend, he says, can you just hold the, the mirror up? So he holds it up, boom, shines back at him. And then the, the documentary just ends. The guy went out there to prove that the earth was flat and accidentally proved categorically that the earth is round. And this is the kind of fucking idiots that we're dealing with. Guys, that put a lot, a lot of money into it as well. Yeah. It's like, what, five grand to our ten grand plus? Mate, more than that. It's crazy, like... They say that there's a fucking ice wall, like Game of Thrones style ice wall, they'd call it. Science fiction-y shit, you know what I mean? Well, it's fantasy. And um, it's like, well, go climb up it. Like, get the money. All of you put the money together. There's millions of you. All of you put a couple of dollars aside. Fucking go to it with some ice climbing gear. Climb up there and just see where it takes you. Why has no one been? Why is there no credible scientists that support a flat earth? Why is it that every single educator in schools, every educator, every single scientist, they're all working for this single government that are trying to control you? And you go, oh yeah, they're not allowed to teach you the real the real stuff. Like you say, I don't know why that would be a problem. Like I don't know why. Yeah, why would it be? Why would it? And if it was flat, there would be no such thing as like time zones as such. Because if it's all flat, then I presume if you're on one end or the other end, the sun would just hit you. On the same because it's all yeah tr- one flat same. They think it's two lights like revolving. I don't know what um, stupidness. Like a switch that goes on and off. I think people in general sometimes like to be the guys to go against the grain and be like, do you want to be right? Yeah. Do you want to be the hero? And there's what be the odd one out. They want be they want to outcast themselves a little bit, but where they can have people essentially go, oh my god, this guy is amazing. Look what he's done. Look what he's found out. Yeah. And they want to be kind of well, on that pedestal. It's, it's good that you say that because the. Um, Matt Powerhouse, I hope I've got his name wrong. I don't care if I've got his name wrong. If I Google it, Flat Earth Powerhouse, you'll find him. He like wants to be the guy. So he's like, won't do interviews. But then this other guy called Mike Sar- Mike Sargent, Mike Sargent, um, he sort of emerged. He was like a, lives with his mum. Older guy in his 40s, 50s, whatever. Lives at home with his mum. Big fucking conspiracy guy. And he said he found Flat Earth and then he started looking into it. And he did videos on YouTube and he got some success through it. And now when he's out and about in the flat earth community, people always like recognize him like a celebrity. And I think he, and he's like, he loves the community. He goes on and says, oh, I love these guys. I love the community. It's like, I think you just love the lifestyle. Like no one's really accepted you before. And you've yeah. been sort of nobody your entire life. And now you're somebody and all these flat earthers, they all look to you. And it's just so fucking dangerous. And like this map. And then, so 
he had this, um, I'm going to call him by the second name, so Powerhouse, who's like this big eccentric guy who just talks, won't do interviews. Um, Sergeant kind of goes, well, I'll do interviews and if he won't. So he starts doing TV interviews and then Matt Powerhouse absolutely just freaks out because all of a sudden he's not the main guy anymore. Mm-hmm. So he starts spreading rumours and that, oh, he works for government. Don't listen to what um, Sergeant's saying. He works for government. He's a, he's a CIA plant. You cannot listen to this guy at all costs and then the documentary reached out to him and they had to put on a message halfway through get this for a message that they put on again this is a this is our mate powerhouse when asked to appear in the film matt stipulated that he would receive five grand cash 12 percent of the profits creative control so that right there is scary creative control meaning that he, he wants he does not trust his own thing, his, his own lifestyle, his own his own theories. He doesn't trust it that much that he wants creative control. Of you know, if we did a documentary now and like um, the sun is in space, I wouldn't care. Like if somebody else said, "Oh, Sean, we're doing a, a documentary. You believe the sun's in space, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, we're going to do a documentary about it. Okay, but I want creative control. Well, why are we on? Why, why, what are we going to do? You're going to be afraid Wrong. that we're going to disprove that the sun is actually somewhere else. Like if you know a thing is like for sure, then you you won't care who's. So anyway. Um, on top of that, uh, and a guarantee to that he be featured in twenty-five to fifty percent of the film, so he wants to be in it all the way through, or at least half of the way through, and that he support his unveri- that they support his unverified claim that Mark Sargent is secretly a Warner Brothers executive using an alias. So he wanted the documentary to basically support Sad this lie. So that tells me this man is prepared to lie to achieve whatever he wants, or he doesn't trust his own theories. Enough. He doesn't trust. Yeah, he doesn't trust himself. He's not got enough faith in himself. So there you go. All this is founded by. The flat Earth goes back thousands, like hundreds of years. So it's it's nothing new. But he claims to be like the original flat Earth guy, even though it was widely believed that the Earth was flat many many years ago. It's actually not as widely believed as we think it is. A lot of people thought it was circular because you know you look up in the look up in the sky, you got the fucking you got the moon up there. I mean, sometimes you can see Jupiter, you got the sun. Yeah, it's yeah. obvious they're all fucking circular. What are we looking at? And perfectly side on. And uh, the fact that sometimes the moon is like half crescent is like an, an optical illusion, and you see, and it kind of it's just it's just all absolute nonsense. So this guy, this sergeant guy, he sort of like emerges, and he's he's loving it, and he's got his new best friend, a, a woman called uh, Patricia Steer, who the community turned on for a while because they looked into her name, and like Patricia has got CIA at the end of it, and her second name is Steer, CIA Steer, hmm. CIA state Patricia at that she works for CIA she's trying to falsify it all and then they have this conference and there's a fucking there's a little kid there who goes how high is the dome up of earth because he's like a dome like a Truman Show style dome like above a, the yeah, earth Simpsons movie type yeah so he goes how high is the dome and the kid and the guy goes how old are you kid and he goes I'm 12 and everyone starts applauding he goes do your parents know you he goes yeah yeah he goes do your parents believe in flat earth too and everyone's like applauding the parents of this kid and it's like wow like how dangerous is this that this is like getting into kids because any adult who comes to me and says I believe in flat earth I'm sorry but you're a fucking idiot like you are I mean I wrote down a note like be nice I wrote it like don't be mean be nice I wrote that down because I didn't want to be mean because clearly clearly a lot of these flat earth people are just in it because they want to be part of a group they want them they want their egos on the side they want to be right and they want to say things and people go yeah that's right that's correct and they call themselves the real scientists even though everything that they do is based off nothing. This sergeant guy in the documentary goes, you know, these NASA guys, they like to blind you with with numbers and digits. But so, whereas I can just say, so look data. up. Yeah, yeah, data. 
But whereas I would just bring you to the beach and say, look, there's Seattle. If they're here for drowning, you won't see it. So it's like going to Blackpool, which is a little, well, I was going to say a lovely seaside resort in north of England. But um, and you go, well, there's Blackpool Tower, literally the same thing. Like, there it is. Yeah, exactly. That's like proving his point. Yeah. Like, if the earth is flat and you can, why can't I see Paris from fucking... On a clear day. Yeah, why can't I see, why can't I see France? And, um, oh, I wasn't going to say it then. I don't get what the benefit would be flat earth as opposed to being like spherical. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the difference would be. How, like, like, if people come with the conspiracies of, I don't know, like a ridiculous one, like 5G is my controlling. Like, yeah. okay, that is... You know, if you do generally believe that, then that is a cause and that could be some way to control you. I mean, I don't believe in it, but it's an example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know like how that would it's interpret. It's something of, to be a part of, isn't it? Like, why would that like... Somebody to do, do control us to keep us controlled because we're more controllable if we're living on a disc. Why are we more controllable? Like, humans are very controllable. Like, it's, it's proof. Like, you don't need chemtrails. I don't believe in chemtrails. I don't believe that they're polluting our water. It's like makers like they've already figured out how to do it. Like social media, mm. the social media do it, and Apple get a bad rap. And like, I mean, I know like they have fucking child labor, like fucking sticking phones together and shit. And you know, but there are many companies that are guilty of that. But Apple are actually quite responsible when it comes to ads and um, what they do with your data. Like they're not as fucking corrupt as some of the companies out there. Um, like for instance, on your iPhone in your mail app. You know, you can unsubscribe from an email chain that you don't like very easily. They make it very easy. If they stick a button at the top, you can unsubscribe from this. Whereas when you want to unsubscribe from an email that you're sick of getting, you know, you have to dig through it and there's a little tiny blue link at the bottom. So they do things to sort of help the user just like get rid of ads and stuff because they're not making, making no money from it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't want anyone else making money from it. Boom. Make it easy for the user to power all this stuff off. Um Apple Maps isn't as good as Google Maps because Apple don't steal as much data or like location data where you are at all times. So therefore, they don't get the traffic conditions as easily and stuff like that. So, I mean, people see evil in the world, like very distrusting people. Like I'm not saying like I'm anti-conspiracy because I'm not. You know, you sometimes you go down a rabbit hole and you fucking, you buy in and then you go, actually, this is this is quiet. This is, this is getting silly now. But these people, it's like, it's, there's no amount of silly. Like, and some of these conspiracy theories, why? Like, they conflict. Mm. like so hollow earth for instance people think that the earth is hollow i would love to get them in a room debating flat earthers because in that side people who believe in true science they they don't have a they don't have any input they'll just go ah fuck it let me eat each other alive because obviously hollow earthers can't believe in flat earth because they believe in a big ball that's hollow Yeah, yeah and then flat earthers don't believe in that so like they'll be like well it's not like you imagine them them all arguing with like these silly fucking stupid scientific points. data that they've all that they've all got from absolutely nowhere pulled out their assholes somewhere you know what I mean like uh, yeah. well it's like that discussion thing we were watching before where um, the the speaker says okay step forward if you think the other side are uneducated you and got you a had bunch, a bunch yeah. of flat earthers you had a bunch of scientists and when he asked the question of step forward if you think the other side are uneducated it was the flat earthers that stepped forward and the scientists stayed put yeah and obviously i was laughing saying these guys just think yeah because that one guy in the middle he goes wait a minute do they think we're uneducated and you're talking like phds fucking doctors years like on years actual fucking scientists that use science to prove shit they've got a history and like are all these part of some sort of evil team like 
how many scientists must exist in the world? Thousands, millions? I don't know the number. That must... Hundreds of thousands? Are these all part of the same club? It's like, it's crazy. Like um, Every single one of them has just been stumped all this time. Like flat earthers ago, if we're on a ball, like, <clears throat> sorry. If we're on a ball that's flying through space and rotating at the same time, how is it that you can stand still without moving? And just like some high school teachers goes, it's like when you're in a car, if, you, if you're in a car and you're driving, I don't know, 70 miles per hour, you're flying down a motorway. If you've got a ball in your hand, you just throw it up. It doesn't fly to the back of the car. Mm-hmm. If you're on a bus and the bus is driving down the road at 20 miles per hour and you jump, you don't end up four or five seats back when you land. Smashing through the back window. You would, oh. <laughs> Imagine that. Like you were traveling with, like, you were, you were part of the trajectory, like, you were safely traveling with it. Yeah. You yeah. are flying across, like, when you're on a plane in the air. Imagine that. Imagine, like, you're on a plane in the air, you're at the front of it, and then you jump up and out of, <laughs> splat against the back of the plane. God, there's another one. Shit. I told him to not go for a piss yet. <laughs> you got your baby on, you let it go, a bee, 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 a bee. like throw the baby, like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> There's another one. It's like, the fucking, like, the... You know, that, that, that was one concept that it took me years to get my head around. Well, when I was the guy, idea so, yeah. of, like, throwing something in a car yeah, and it landing back. back? Why, why don't I fly away? Like, what is going on? The car's moving away from me. But, I mean, I don't know. Is it the same if you're... No, if, you, if you're on top of the bus, it's the exact same. Yeah, yeah, I presume it would be. Yeah. I mean... Well, even you watch like a Bond movie where he's like running across the top of the train. When he runs and jumps and stuff, the train doesn't like disappear from under his feet, does it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're moving with it. Because if the train I, suddenly stopped, you would fly clean off the top of it. You'd but I presume gone. if you... Do you mean on top as in on the outside on top? On the outside on top. But would that not be different because of wind resistance and ground force and all that, that kind of thing? Play, that would definitely so, play a part. You would have to physically run at that. Yeah, so speed. wind resist if wind resistance is blowing at you, that is pushing you back as well as the train pushing you forward. Or if, if it was a clear day, I'm sure the air resistance generated by the speed of the train, because the air resistance would go around the train, hit you. Up and over even if it was a clear day. Yeah, I mean these are all variables that again. Um I would presume that you would not be able to keep up on top of it. Imagine just seeing one guy just spit on a train. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> on the top. Well, it's like if the, if the wind's coming from the side of you. So if, if the wind's coming from the side of you, it's trying to blow you off the train. Mm-hmm. So You'd have to run at an angle. Yeah. I mean, if you tumbled off the side of a train and it was traveling at speed, I don't think the train would disappear from you, but you're tumbling off with that forward momentum still. So I think you'd say you've, you hit a grassy verge on the side of it. You probably fly forward into that verge and then roll down. Whereas if the like I said a moment ago, if the train just suddenly stopped, like with no slowdown whatsoever, just went complete change of motion, went from traveling at I don't know, eighty mile per hour, how, how fast does a train travel? Mm. I don't know. It just all of a sudden stopped with no slowdown. You'd fly clean off it because you're still going. Yeah, yeah. And everybody on the inside of it would do the exact same. Because it was one of um, with Isaac Newton's obviously, um, I think it was his third law, and the the, the concepts of um, ground ground resistance that it just took, it took me absolutely ages to get my head around so if you're 100 kilograms and you're on a floor the concept is you're 100 kilograms on the floor but the floor is also equal to you so yeah. it's 100 kilograms keeping you up as well and just the concept of the floor resisting against your equaler that just took me years to get my head around it's crazy isn't it, it absolutely took me ages these, to like, get my head around but we're, we're like these are this is probably a simple fucking day one shit that yeah. we're struggling to understand. ABCs. And then we're out here and you got people who have who have a fucking 
degree and fucking chilling at home in the socks watching fucking YouTube videos. They're going against scientists saying that they're full of shit. These guys have studied, like, they're dedicated their life to education. And you're going to fucking tell these people. Who the fuck do you think you are? You haven't earned that shit. You haven't earned that knowledge. You don't deserve to stand there. Like, like that's why like, so Why don't scientists, like, they don't debate us because they know we're right. They don't debate you because you're not worth the fucking time. They're out there trying to discover shit and change the world. For the, like, they're not trying to disprove something that's serious. It's like, someone said to you, um, I don't know, just something that's completely 100% true. If someone said to you, right, um, I don't know, just give me anything. The sky's blue. The sky's blue. So, and there, uh, the sky's blue. I want to get the Junkline podcast guys on to talk about the sky being blue. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking talk to you about that. Why? Because go look outside. That's why. That is blue. And, you know, it's because oxygen is actually a... You know why the sky's blue? Oxygen. Oxygen. Bounce off the sea or something. I don't know. Well, that's why. So oxygen is actually a very, very, very mild colour of blue. So mild that in front of your eyes, it it doesn't make any difference. When you look up at the sky, because there's so much of it there, you get the, the tint of it being blue. That's why, that's why, you know, when it's a clear day, you see more of it, so it's more blue. And the reason why the ocean looks um, so blue when it's clean is because, obviously, there's oxygen in the sea. And um, some people say it's, reflect, it's reflecting the sun, and that's why it's blue. It's not. It's actually just the core of oxygen. And when the ocean doesn't look, when it looks darker, it's because there's more algae in the water, more, more reasons to make it not blue. Which is obviously healthy for it as well, isn't it? Algae and stuff when you go, very oh, healthy, yeah. That looks disgusting. Yeah. No, it looks filthy. What? Not for the fish and... No, the fish live off it without... With, with, if, I know we've spoke about this before. Um, there's a... In, in, the, in the Great Lakes in America, there's a, a species of um, shellfish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an invasive species, so a lot of the ships that do trade across the world, uh, what, a, what a ship will do is when it lets go of a lot of weight, say the left-hand side of the ship, 100 tons gets lifted off then there's an imbalance in the ship that can tip it. So what they do is they're letting water through one side of the ship to counterbalance. Yeah, yeah. And then they go back to the lakes, they go, boom, we're done, get everything off. Then they release that water. And what they didn't realise is they were bringing in deliveries and there was this breed of um, shellfish that lived inside the ship and then they've released it into the lakes. And now it's just doing so well. It's like literally in the trillions in these lakes and they eat all the algae out the water and the water's so clear that you could fly over it and you could see boats that have like sank to the bottom from the sky. And it's just, yeah, it's just clearing It's up. just absolute hell for the animals that live there because the fish have got no food and the things that eat the fish are struggling. The things the fish eat don't exist. You know, it's just like it's knock-on effect yeah. of, you know, um, plankton gets eaten by krill. Krill gets eaten by uh, the fish and uh, the, the whales eat the fish and the krill and then the dolphins eat the fish that eat the krill and the birds come down and eat what's left over. You know, you see these, like, great, these just... like, great feasts in like the... the like in the sea where you got like whales and dolphins and, and the sharks are coming in for the, the fish. It's just like everything, like boom. So if like if you if you clear the tiniest, tiniest microbes out that get eaten by the other small things, it's like it's knock on effect throughout nature. It's like the episode of Simpsons in it where he goes back in time with a toaster and he kills a bug, goes, Oh, it's just one little bug, what difference could it make? And it turns out it just absolutely fucked his present day world up. Yeah, because like that one little bug, bug that created a thing that created a thing that created yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, though, isn't it? Like the, the whole. I mean, I know the film The Butterfly Effect, like, kind of put it into simpler terms, but it's kind of it. Mm. Like, you think about how different your life would be if you didn't do that thing one day that you met that person. I mean, just think like the chances of being born are like seven trillion to one or something. It's in the billions. Like, you're like one like, of billions of sperm. 
Yeah, but obviously, like, so I'm like, probably set up probably is in the trillions because oh, ancestral. So is many, like, oh yeah, yeah. So obviously, you think about then and granddad having a good old shag, and then them having a good, and then it's just back and back and like because like you think about line. it, our first answer, like our very first ancestors would just would have been fucking just germs that lived in the sea. Just would have been things that like because back in the day, like when there was nothing on land, when like the, the earth was so hot that you know there was nothing that could even live on there, like trees didn't even exist, and then things mate and create, mate and create, mate and create until like. You know, humans evolve. Well, apes evolve into humans, and then then here we are. It's like it's fucking crazy. Like you think every single thing that has to happen to make those people meet. It's like, How many near death experiences do you reckon happened in our lineage? Like, yeah, people fighting off tigers or saber tooths. Just not even that. Like just fucking, yeah, just a disease. Like fucking two hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. Oh yeah, it's a fucking diarrhea, mate. And you were written off. Mm. You tell someone you got diarrhea in the garden. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, I shit myself. Why? But it's like, do you know what? Sometimes though, when like, being a bit fucking soft thinking, oh, fucking shit this, I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah. Or what, nothing's fair. And then sometimes I think, I mean, like, anything I could possibly do, I've probably had less chance of being born than anything else I can achieve in my life. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck being is alive, anything out of reach? Yeah. Like, there's nothing out of reach. If, you're, if you've been born, there's nothing out of reach. Yeah. You've got more chance of doing any of the shit you want to do. That should be born. Yeah. Yes, that's it, literally, isn't it? Mm. Think of like, you know, about the millionaires. Like, I know people think about like, you just instantly go to money, don't you? Like, what can I do to become a billionaire? Yeah, yeah. When you think about people who become billionaires, like, and just created, like, say Zuckerberg creating Facebook, like, that was vision. Mm. He created an app, an app, a website that people could use for free. And he had this vision that he was going to monetize it, take people's data. And all of a sudden, people are going. Remember back in the day when everyone was like, this whole people didn't realize that Facebook were using your data. Yeah. And they were doing all this. Share this post. I do not give Facebook permission to use my data on or Facebook. my photographs for anything. If you share this post, you enter a contract. And it's like, shut the fuck up. That's not true. You didn't read the terms and conditions when you signed up to Facebook. Nothing's free. Deal with it. People think like self righteous. I don't give them permission. We'll delete Facebook in. People go, I hate Facebook, mate. It's fucking communist. It's shit. You know, you, they, they sense everything. Right then, we'll stop you. You don't have to use it. They are taking your data and they'll continue to take your data. And the day they stop taking your data, they're going to charge you for it. Mm-hmm. So you, make your mind up, mate. They all take your data. That's why it's all free. If, if you're using an app or a product, Google, for instance, one of the biggest companies in the world, not that many people other than, say, like these new gadgets like uh, Chrome sticks and stuff like other than that, like you don't really pay for Google. Do you pay for your Gmail? Nope. Do you pay for Google Maps? Nope. Do you pay for the search engine Google? Nope. Do you pay for analytics? Some people do. You know, it's like these these products that Google make, they're not giving them you because they want to be friends and they want to like be all nicey nicey. Like they're taking your data. Mm. That's, that's where they make all the money. So if a company comes along and goes, I want to target 18 to 25 year olds, I've got a new bracelet I want to sell, Google can go. I know exactly where you can sell that. I know exactly how to achieve it. You can make a shitload of money, pay us, and you go, okay, boom, that's where they make all the money. And then that's why they had to come up on your pages. That's why, and posts. that's why when me and you were talking, we could talk about socks for 20 minutes. I want to get a pair of socks with my puppy's face printed on them. And then before you know it, you're scrolling through Instagram and it pops up. You go, I'm just talking about that. Yes, because your device is listening to you. So I want to know who on Instagram is trying to sell t shirts that were like, I don't say like, oh, any rocks on it. And you think, Who's coming up with this with an idea where you just put someone's name on a t-shirt It's easily accessible and you're trying to pay for like sponsorships on Instagram and stuff to sell this shit? 
I saw those posts, people fucking eat right into their hands. There's a post that came out saying, um, June babies, people born in June had a fucking best or something yeah. like that. And then everyone commented, I was born in June. I was born, I was born in, oh, baby. yeah, you're all born in June because only people who were born in June are getting shown this post. People born in May are getting shown this version, but with May in it, mm. they're doing it to get content and get people fucking driven up. People commenting like, yeah, I was born in June. Like, like that was the one, like that company only chose one month and it was June because they thought people who were born in June were actually the best. It's just <laughs> fucking nonsense. <laughs> or like, I saw a t-shirt company like you were saying, I was like, came up on Facebook. You wouldn't get it. It's a Waldron thing. That's what yeah, he said. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't get it. It's a Waldron thing. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" A proper Who, obscure yeah. name. Who's buying that? Imagine I was like, "Ah, oh, Waldron's sure going to fucking family picnic and wear these t-shirts." Like National Lampoons. <laughs> serious? What is that, mate? I bet that company made absolutely no money. No, oh, serious. You can have, get a, have a refund, please, Google. Yeah. Well, Google wouldn't have been selling it. it would have been um, some poxy company that were paying for like the ad space. Like if um, you want to promote something on Facebook, um, this podcast, for instance, you know, you can go, I want to promote this post. It might be a picture, it might be a video. And then you put in all the details, you go, I want to promote to people this age group. Um, and it'll ask you more questions. Like what kind of pages do they like? So you go, oh, okay, I want to target people who like Joe Rogan, people who like podcasts, people who are from Manchester. And it'll find the, de- the demographic and it'll only push it to those people. Okay. You know, rather than random people, because if you're paying money, you don't want to push it out to 70 plus year olds who don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to really target on an audience and that's what you're paying for, really. And it's, um, <coughs> sorry, if used properly, it's a good service. If not, you're wasting your money like the flat earth. Uh... You're wasting your money. Hollow earth. Let's talk about hollow earth for just a minute. Let's not go too into all hollow earth, but I was listening to a little podcast on hollow earth today. And, um, it's just, it's another non... I don't think it's got as much much of a following as Flat Earth. But, you know, there's this, this, this scientific, in air quotes, it's this scientific backing that's based on fantasy. It's based on religion. It's based on Midgard, which is like the second realm of the Norse gods. You know, you've got Asgard, which is where Thor and Loki and Odin live. And you've got Midgard, where the humans live and... Apparently, there's a fucking you can, through the poles you can get into the earth, and some people believe that actually the earth that we live on is actually inside of Earth, and it's much bigger than they make out, and there's a sun inside, and there's an atmosphere, and it's it's just like fucking a simulator nonsense. inside a simulator inside a simulator. It's it, and then some people think that there are reptile people because the dinosaurs all went in there, and the dinosaurs evolved into a humanoid type creatures, and there's lizard people who control the world, and sometimes they come out to continue to control the world, and. There are Nazis that live in there now. Like the Nazis got involved, and there was a scientist who was flying his plane, and a Nazi ship pulled up alongside him and said, "Come with me. We've got control of your ship." And they take him in, and they say to this guy, "You're going to be the one who tells the the land dwellers all about us." It's just fucking nonsense. But again, people believe it. And I just want to just um, step back a second. So, remember, I was saying about people that Patricia Steer, who yeah. was um, she was like a vlogger about the flat Earth stuff, and how they turned on her, how they turned on. Um, Mike Sargent, like these people eat each other alive if if the community dictate it. They don't want to be on the outside of the loop. Same with all these conspiracy theories. They all jump in these echo chambers. They're all filled with confirmation bias. You know, they all agree with each other. And the only people that they listen to or show respect to are people who believe in exactly what they believe in. They don't give people the time of day. Like, would you be prepared to 
um, have a conversation with a flat earther and come away thinking anything other than the world is round? No. Well, I would say if they've got a compelling enough argument and if they can prove without a fucking shadow of a doubt that it's flat, then yeah, of course, I'm open-minded to everything. But I don't think that will ever happen because I believe the world is round and I've never once for a second in my life even considered believing that the earth is flat. Myself, yeah, I'm too... I'd say it's too stuck in my ways, but it's not like I'm being stubborn. So it's, it's, not being, it's just it's fact, isn't it? Yeah. No one's like, I thought, like, I jumped in a rabbit hole, I thought, I want to see what it's saying, I want to believe it. And then fucking space is fake. Space is fake. And they talk about, and it's not really space is fake, it's basically just go through a lot of old NASA footage and they go, look here, obviously, you know, they always use the same voice in these videos, they go, if you pay attention to the astronaut leaving the shuttle, you can notice bubbles. Hmm, bubbles in space? That seems a bit strange. Now look here. These actors, who they mean astronauts, did you know that these actors actually train in water? Yeah, we all know they train in water because it's the closest way to simulate zero gravity when you're like working with tools on like the outside of a ship. So then they show this ship door open and these like bubbles come up. And like they're trying to prove to you that it's bubbles that are flying up and they've accidentally recorded bubbles and they forgot to dot it out of the footage. But then I'm watching this and I'm not a scientist. And I don't understand what's going on as much as the next guy. But my, I was really if that was a bubble, then it would move directly up towards the surface, right? Mm. And then there are other bubbles that are going in different directions. And it's like, that's a pocket of a bubble is a pocket of air inside a water. And that air wants to go up. Yeah. It's getting away from the surface. It's going up directly up. They wouldn't move in different directions. So I assume what that is was like, I don't know, a pressurized cabin within a pressure right you know you see people you ever seen someone like wash the hair wash the face or wash the hair in space no the water that they put on the hair just all clumps together okay and it's like, like, it's, like it's like slime that kids play with that's what it looks like and then they're washing the hair with that and they have to like damp it off it just it's, it holds together it like finds each other you know it finds itself it's like got like a magnetic feel to each other yeah that's what it looks like uh the the Terminator in the Terminator 2 film, which is like, yeah. yeah, it kind of sticks together like that. So all I'm thinking is in the pressurized cabin, maybe some moisture inside is joined together. It's like a floating bubble of moisture. And then the second you release that pressurized cabin, it just flings out into the vacuum space. And that's what you see. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's dust or just anything. Why do you have to assume it's, oh, well, it's, it's obviously edit. the thing that, this looks weird, so it's obviously the thing that proves us right. That they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. They, there's always they. Who's they? I, I, yeah, no, I think that. Who's they? They. Oh, they. Oh. They say it's, done, it's like, who is they? Gentlemen, we are here today and we are going to talk about how we're going to fuck with the machines. They're more on the sheep. I've got a Steins in the hand. <laughs> Clinking glasses. In our next evil plan, we're going to give them the COVID vaccine that's going to turn them into... Zombies, and then you have a meeting adjourned. You <laughs> and all the fucking prostitutes walk in. They all smoke cigars. <laughs> Getting some, some bomb-ass dances on a... Imagine the amount of cooperation across the world, like, for all this to be true. People can't agree on shit. How are they going to cooperate and bring the world to this fucking mass herd of sheep and we control everything you do? But people, like, people, like, when we did the whole moon landing was real episode... People got mad at me over it. Like, you're full of shit. Like, Fuck I'm you, Sean Waldron. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Like, I'm full of shit. How am I full of shit? You're full of shit if anyone is. You're full of shit if anyone is. Well, they go, have you not seen? Like, then they'll show you some shit on YouTube. 
Like, don't come to me with YouTube videos and call it research. These people don't know what research is. They don't understand research. They've never been to university. They've never had to do research. Mm. They're not like, they're not, it sounds tight, but they're not, they're not credible. Like, yeah. They're not. Like, I've done, you've done research. We've written papers. Like, that's research is picking up books and reading and going online and finding resources and who wrote this paper and like what university did this person go to? Who does he work with? What else has he written? Whereas they'll go, Oh yeah, I've done my research and what I found out is what you stayed up till three o'clock and watched YouTube videos between wanks. <laughs> that's what they've done though, isn't it? Like I've done my research. What? I've read papers by you? Just some some like scientists. Yeah, who though who though? Like you should be able to tell me who. Like if I've got like something interesting, I can usually like source where it's coming from. Like um, Commander Fravor. Did you ever see him on Joe Rogan where he's talking about the uh, the Tic Tac? No. You're not seeing it. No. Right. So Commander Fravor is a pilot. Uh, works for the Air Force, and uh, they're on like a training mission, and he's talking. And now this has been debunked again. Air quotes. This has been debunked by people who don't really understand what they're seeing. So Commander Fravor said he's uh, he's got this uh, software on his ship that you know, you can pick up targets that are moving around and he says um he sees this like little ship and it's like you can it, you can type in commander fravor and uh, check it on joe rogan and he's talking about this um little black dot it's like a little black tic tac and like there's no there's no vent exhaust coming off it there's like no heat coming off the back of it they're just picking up that and nothing else like there's nothing to suggest that it's got engines that are working and propelling it there's like no propulsion behind it so it's just moving so quick and they're like what the hell and like you can hear the two guys going what the hell is that and apparently this like pilots see this shit a lot like Air Force pilots. And um he's like, what the fuck? What is this? Why is it? And like they're trying to pick it up and like the the, the software, the onboard cameras they, literally says it doesn't know it's there. I can see it with my eyes, but the, the computer doesn't know it's there. And then they so say it's like disguised. Yeah, and they say out of nowhere, it just disappears again. So he reckons it's gone inside the water, he reckon it came from the water, and he reckons there was more of it inside the water. And he says when they got back to the base. So everyone was like ripping the shit out of him, saying, "Oh, we heard you got him, like basically mugged over. Like heard, uh, heard you had something out there that you couldn't quite pick up, and um, it it tried it blocks the communications devices as well. They say blocking communication is that's an act of war. Mm. So if if it was let's say it was a Russian or an English plane and they blocked the American communication, they say that's an act of war. You shouldn't do it, and nobody would do that because you'd probably get shot down. But they couldn't shoot this thing down if they wanted to. And then when they got back, everyone was like laughing at him, and then they showed him the tapes, and everyone was like, "Shit." Because it sounds similar to the one that the Pentagon released as well and basically unclassified the, the, the object. Again, it was a similar thing in the Tic Tac, but their radar could get it and they tried to... So this little... No, it wasn't a Tic Tac. It was more of like a textbook UF show kind of shape. Um, Is it when it's like moving from side to side? Quick. Yeah, and they're trying to pick it up on the radar and they can't get it. And then they finally get it on the... I was, I was like the the, the, the the four corners done it. Yeah, yeah. So it closes in on it and it picks it up finally. And they're like, yes, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. And it was just, it, again, it was the same though. It was just above the water. Yeah. Um, and it was just staying above the water. And then, yeah, and then I just... Well, Bobbles are trying to explain that, doesn't he? Yeah. On, on, the, on the Bobbles are and UFOs documentary. Yeah. Like he tries to, he speaks about it and he says like, he reckons that um, there's, there's something going up because he says, if anything was piloting that ship that's moving from side to side so quick, that it'd be impossible to do the person inside. It would be so uncomfortable. It'd be like it'd be damaging to them. So he says he's reckon like he reckons his gravity manipulation inside it, and um, whoever controls that ship basically can wield gravity. And he says whoever can wield gravity basically has the ultimate weapon to win any war they want. 
Yeah, because anything that going towards it is just going to repel back. Just, just anything. Like if, if you can create a little machine that controls the gravity around it, you can create a bigger version of it that controls more gravity. And all of a sudden, I don't know, you can create a, a field where planes can't fly through, vehicles can't fly through. You, you can control light because basically gravity controls light. Like Light still obeys the laws of gravity. Not the same as me and you do, but over a long distance of time, um, say between the sun and the earth, you know, the gravity still hits Earth and bends around it slightly. Mm. So, I don't but know. But it's like, he says he um, he was, because he was a reverse, he was he got kind of up to Area 51 through to reverse engineer, didn't he? Yeah. Um, this, this ship, he said, oh, go on, you know, you know, have a touch of it. And so when he touched, again, it repelled his hand and he couldn't. Yeah, he said he couldn't get his hand on it. He said, yeah. I like better my hand, so I'll give you $100 if you can touch that. Yeah. And he mm. couldn't. It was just, it, actually, it was, it was, it was expelling gravity, weren't it? Yeah. It was pushing gravity out. Mm. It's more anti-gravity. Which, when you think of gravity just being a natural substance, it's just a ridiculous thing to try and get your head around. Yeah. Like, just to understand, I presume it takes a lot of education. Well, it's like, so, like, you think about it, like, it seems so basic, but like Isaac Newton, who, like, discovered gravity, yeah, the apple hit him on the head, and he was like, oh, shit, things fall down. Why do things fall down? Why, mm. do, why do things open? Why is that law that things obey? Why do they fall down? Like, what is it? And he like, it's so like towards it, it's like, well, yeah, of course things fall down, but like, why do things yeah. fall down? What it's, is it that makes things fall down? There's a certain pressure as well. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's like a certain pressure that they fall down at, isn't there? Um, and it's like the thing, have you seen, oh, you've been asked a question, I mean, you'll probably know it. Why, well, if you threw like a, a tennis ball and a bowling ball off a mountain at the same time, like, which Both one? hit the ground at the same time. Yeah. But, and again, I was like, at first, I was like, no, because the heavy one would land first because heavier. No, where it doesn't it, come it into it. Yeah, because yeah. the... Uh, so I think well, it, it does to an extent. But I think it has to be the same size. So shape and size comes into it, but weight doesn't. So if you had two balls, one was two ton and one was a fucking ping pong ball and they're both the same size and you dropped them, they both hit the ground at the same time. Yeah, because the, the heavy one would move faster, but it also takes a longer time to get moving. So all that kind of balances the yeah. ends. And yeah, it was just a it's mad crazy, concept yeah. to try and think of. Can you think about it though? Like, say if you had a ball, for instance, you could you, you had a ball that was just so dense um, that it, it weighed half a ton. This tiny little golf ball, like, and then you dropped it, you would expect it to hit the ground with such a force that, like, a bullet leaving your hand, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you would think. But then you go, no, that's not the case. When has anything ever left your hand faster than something else, unless it was like a feather or a, a piece of paper or some shit? Mm. You know, sometimes basically wind resistant. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's yeah. just a mad. It's just like a mad concept in it of two things of different weights. Like say they fall at different speeds, but the 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 amount of time it takes the heavy one to react. It's just yeah, a mad concept. Because because to us, like well, to me, like I struggle getting my head around it because it's like that sounds like a mental process. Like like not like that's mad, but like like an actual like it takes longer to react because me taking longer to react to something is based entirely on my thought process. Yeah. Oh, that thing has just happened, so I better do this. Oh, what? Bang! Oh, shit! Run! You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but the balls obey in its own laws of physics that we, me and you, don't understand properly. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, that, that's all. What's like your receptors and your fucking cells and shit in it, where you touch them hot, you react to it. Yeah, that's obviously a spinal cord, brain, back down all yeah. within a split second. Whereas, yeah, it's just it's, I don't know. It's just one of the things that I think about, and I think. For that, and you, you try and you try and research it a little bit better, and then you get into, for instance, let me let me grab this. 
That's a creak of a Sean's chair. Squeaky, squeaky. So, brief history of time, Stephen Hawking. So, I thought I was, a, I thought I'd be a smart ass. I thought I'd read this. I'm going to read this book, and um, I'm going to be really smart, and I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to be Stephen Hawking, basically. And it's just, it's just, it's craziness. Like it's just so fucking. It's such a difficult read, and I'm going to commit myself to it. Like chapter two, space and time, all these diagrams that have been drawn out, and you kind of like. So these are for the professors that are doing this, papers. This is this is a professor's book. This is a, a book a professor can read and go, oh, that's excellent. Like, yeah, that's, that's really well put, well done. But me, I'll go. Wait, what's this? Oh, layers of. Oh, that's a diagram of a cone. Yeah, thing. Yeah, P. I have what, no what, idea what, what it represents. What does P represent? Okay, figure two. Yeah, I know what that is. Right now, I'm out. <laughs> you go. It's kind of like it's kind of like you. It's like ah, oh, it's tough. It's a tough read. I would love to understand it, and it's a good thing to talk about. But I think people who heavily believe in conspiracy theories, especially ones that are based on real science like flat Earth, you have what you call confirmation bias, right? So, not sorry, I've said confirmation. Uh, you have what you call imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome is when you are good at what you do, and you kind of feel like you don't belong. Like you might be a good um, comp- uh, web developer. You might be a good whatever, but you kind of feel, and then you're around other people who are good at it. You hear them talk about it, you think, oh, I'm not as good as these guys. Well, I'm just, it's only a matter of time until someone finds out that I'm not as good. Even though you probably are as good, if not better than you think you are. And then you have the opposite of imposter syndrome, where it's like you know nothing about something, but think, but think you know everything about it because you've heard a little bit. For instance, I'm naming no names, but I was in a barbershop recently and um, one of the guys that cuts hair in there was um, talking about the film Interstellar. And then someone said, I don't understand Interstellar, it's too complicated to me. What's all that time travel? Why is it like like you can be outside of a planet and time moves differently? And the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm into all this, me. See, what it is is like when you're like, outside of a planet, like the gravitational pull, is like different and so like time moves differently and the guy goes all right okay cool and he's like well well you haven't explained anything there like i mean i'm saying this in my head and being polite i'm just sat there thinking what a dickhead but like he's like you haven't explained anything like don't come away from that patting yourself on the back thinking i just did a good job of explaining that to that guy now he understands it mm. you didn't understand it yourself if you can't explain it to a five-year-old then you don't understand it that's like that's usually the rule of like understanding things yeah if you can't explain it well enough to a five-year-old then you don't understand it enough yourself and you'll be surprised how much shit you think you know, but you don't. You know what? When I try and explain stuff to Miley, and I think, and, and I come up with like, and I think of the idea and I think, I don't know shit. Don't know shit. We don't. Did I ever tell you about the time? I, I don't even mention it on the podcast before, but um, she asked me how texts work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you this? I'll tell yeah. it again for the for the listeners, just in case. So run away to to pick somebody up. And uh, she goes, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we're just going to go pick someone up. Okay. Are you going to go in the house? No, I'm going to text them. You're going to text them? Yeah, to let them know I'm out. And she was all young, she was much younger. Um, yeah, I'll text them to let them know I'm here. Okay, then. And she sort of sat there thinking, she goes, how does a text get to somebody? So I go, oh, well, I thought, and at this point, this is like where I thought I knew what it was. I went, well, you know, you, you, you send a message and then the text goes into the air and it carries all the data, which is the message. And then it reaches the other person's phone and they their device intercepts the message and uh, tells you what it is. So how's it, how's it getting to the house to go through the window? And that goes up into the air, and like, and she goes, oh, so it goes down the chimney. And I'm like, no, no, it goes through the wall. She goes, how's it go through the wall? And I'm like, hmm, 
I know that it leaves the phone, but I don't necessarily know where it actually goes because it must go. It is a thing. It must go somewhere. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't understand that. And then you realize, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it at all. I need to do a better job of understanding shit before I start talking about yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. And sometimes when it gets a bit too complicated, I think, oh, I was just going to, I was just going to affect my life. Like if I know this or not, do I really need to study for it to affect my life in a positive way? It's just nah. nice to know shit though, isn't it? Yeah. Like I love to just know interesting shit. Mm. But I feel like the I know- The big knowledge of nothing. Yeah. I know a lot of, I know a little about a lot. Yeah. And I know a lot about very little. Is that a saying? Did I just make it up? Could have done. Maybe I think I just made that up. Putting his little quotes on Facebook in that now. Yeah. Sean Waldron. Sean Waldron. 2020. I know a little about a lot and a lot about... No, they got it fucked me on thing up there, didn't I? You know... A little about, about a lot, lot and then a lot about a little. Wait, no. I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, I was right. Was you, it? You know a little, so you know small bits. I know a little about a lot, a lot. But you know a lot about very little. Yeah. That's it. I think we should end the podcast there. On the Sean's... Sean Waldron's words of wisdom. Sean's, uh, Sean's, what's the, what's Sean's the, weekly words Jerry of wisdom. Jerry Springer, what's, what's the, the final thought. The final thought. Sean Waldron's final thought. You know, folks, we like to rag on flat earthers every now and again here on the podcast. And I just want you to know that we think they are actually fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for making it to the the podcast. We love y'all. You know this. Um, if you are not yet subscribed, please do so. Um, I'm going to be releasing some video content to the Instagram page and the Facebook page. So if you're not already, uh, if you're not already on those, make sure you head to Junkland Podcast on Instagram or Junkland HQ on Facebook. Just hit the search bar and type in Junkland. Please, please, please do that in Spotify. Go to Spotify, type in Junkland to look for your podcast. There we are. There we are. Uh, hit subscribe. And uh, if we don't see you through the week, we'll see you through the window. And until next time, my conspiracy friends, peace. peace.